Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be picking away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing the play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. All right, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. And we talked hour number one about the Houston Astros, their game two victory last night over the Yankees in the ALCS, even up that series at a game apiece, Taz. And earlier in the day, if you're a Houston sports fan, the Texans put on an absolute show, down 17-3, uh, were the Houston Texans on the road in Kansas City against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Uh, and then they come storming right back. Uh, I mean, blink of an eye. You know, they are right back in that football game. Um, you know, you get the, the sack and fumble late first half. They're able to punch it in from there. Um, they end up winning the game by a touchdown, 31-24, the final Two-point conversion, hold on defensively for the lead. I mean, we can get into the issues in Kansas City, but that Texan team uh, for Deshaun Watson, I mean, it's a fun team to watch because he's a hell of a young quarterback, and he is worth the price of admission if you're showing up to an NFL game. <laughs> he's got weapons all over the place. Yeah, the yeah. offensive line, Laramie, Laramie Tunsil solidified the left side of that offensive line. He had some mammoth blocks yesterday, and that chief defense, which is all banged up, uh, would change the defensive coordinator. A lot of that personnel in that defense, missed tackles galore, uh, you know they're they're showing some massive issues. You know the week previous they get run over by the by the Indianapolis Colts, um, and then uh, back at home here come the Houston Texans have a decided lead, um, and then blow that lead. And but from that point forward, after they being down fourteen, from that point forward, the Texans were by far the better team. Yeah, I was very surprised. <clears throat> I caught some of this game, then I watched the highlights at the end. But I was watching all the games, but um. You know, and you're right about the Sean Watson. I mean, when this guy's on, he's on. I mean, when he's on. I mean, you know, and, and we've seen games where he's not on. But, jeez, I mean, he was on. A hide ran the ball really well, over 100 yards, uh, north of 100 yards rushing. Their whole their whole team, their whole offensive, uh, offensively, the time possession was dominant. First downs, dominant. They just dominated. And, and I, you know. I, I, this is against the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I didn't. I did not expect this in in KC. This happens. How impressive is that by the Houston Texans? Really, it's something else. 
Uh, it is. You're right. And I think the Texans now at, at four and two are, are one of those teams uh, that you got to take notice of. And I, I guess it's, uh, you know, we all understand it's, you know, the Patriots and then it's kind of everybody else and, and take your pick in, in terms of where New England's going to be. And we're only sitting here in early October, Taz, midway point of the month of October. Um, and a lot can change here over the next, you know, handful of months before the end of the NFL regular season. But the Texans are one of those teams that people have been waiting. They they paid the, a hefty price to try and solidify that offensive line. And if they're able to keep Watson upright, they've got so many weapons on offense. Uh, with you know now with Hyde and Duke Johnson in that backfield, right. and then when you look at the wide receivers of Hopkins, Fuller, uh, now Kiki Kute <laughs> is another one that um, is a you know a good third down guy, a guy that can get deep as well, kind of a guy that you could throw in the slaughter on the outside. Uh, you know they're they're a fun team. To, they really are a fun, dynamic offensive team to watch, and their defense ain't half bad either. After trading Jadavian Clowney in the offseason too, the Seattle Seahawks. I know. Um, what's interesting, and this trust me, I'm not taking away from a victory on the road against a super high top AFC team and an ugly one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the league, and Pat Mahomes, uh, that they were able to get this victory by the Texans. I'm not. I'm not burying that, but I do think next week will be impressive. They're going on the road playing the Colts off of a bye week for the Colts. And the Colts, who have shot a lot of people, have a really strong offensive line, they can get another win here, right? They are playing that game in Indianapolis, I think, right? That is on on the road, I believe. Uh, That right there, to me, would would be like, okay, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm totally sold yet. That's my point on the Texans, but this was impressive as hell. I'm not, I'm not painting any negative negativity on them. I'm just saying, I want to see them, uh, let's see them go. And, yeah, it's on the road against Indianapolis. Indy coming off of the bye week, you know, and, and let's see. So they... why would, okay, let me reverse a little bit. Say if they lost yesterday the Chiefs 31-24 right. and then beat the Colts, why right. would the Colts game be more, would you say it's more meaningful or you want to see them handle success after beating the Chiefs, you want to see them go back on the road and beat Indy? Yeah, that's it. I would okay. Just back-to-back to me would be I so impressive, right? To, you know, uh, really, that would be impressive to be able to, to be able to do that. Two good offensive lines you're going against, one of the Chiefs, one of the Colts. You know, it's it's the game's won and lost in the pit, as we all know. I mean, sure. So, you know, I mean, that that would be impressive. That would be impressive. We'll see. I think that's going to be a good game, Colts-Texans. Uh, oh, I, I don't disagree with you. I think if Indianapolis is able to run the football the way that they did against Kansas City, I mean, I think they and, and dominate the line of scrimmage, Taz, I, I think the Colts can remain a lot of these games. I mean, the Colts are a really solid team. Um, they are. And well, they've shown themselves right. to be able to handle and do it a little bit differently. And that coaching staff to adjust, even though they had an inkling that luck was leaning that way, uh, to adjust as a, an organization with the retirement of luck to still go out there and put together the performance and the winning game plans that they have because they do it a lot differently with Brissett at quarterback than they would have with luck. And but for the um, for the Texans, back to the Texans, for them, uh, it was last week, right? They beat up on the, the Falcons. Yes. I think that really helped them get their mojo because, remember, just a few weeks back early in the season, I think they lost to the they lost to the, uh, they got they got shut out by the Cowboys. I know that. I was like thirty to nothing or thirty two thirty four, something like that. Then they lost to the Rams too. You know, they had a couple of losses, several they lost to the Saints. All good teams. But they, Well their only two losses are Saints and Panthers. Saints and Panthers. I thought they lost to Saints and Panthers. 
Saints was the opening week. Oh, you know they got beat up. I'm thinking uh, I watched because I watched the whole game. That's why uh, preseason game. Oh, preseason. That's game. why I got okay. I got confused. I remember they played the. You're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they didn't play, uh, but they, the Panthers they didn't play shut the them Cowboys down. In the regular season. That's right. Yeah, right. the Panthers shut them down. The Panthers went into Houston yeah, and did. and they beat them 16-10. 16-10. Right. And then the next week they put up 53 points on the Atlanta Falcons. Talk about a dead coach walking. I mean that Dan Quinn. Yeah. Uh, you know, after another loss yesterday in Arizona. Uh, he is going to be looking for work uh, very, very shortly, maybe even before the end of the season. You know, I don't know, Taz. I, I agree with you in terms of handling success. I think it's a, it would be disappointing um, for if they would go on the road and lose to Indianapolis, especially with the way they played the past couple weeks offensively. They put up 84 points in the last two games, uh, which is really impressive. Um, now, not two great defenses. Falcons are nothing to write home about. And the Chiefs' defense is a, a work in progress uh, for new defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola. Um, but I think that offense gives them a chance every week. Um, yeah. I, I do think if they're able to run it with Hyde and with what Watson, if he's able to take care of the football, Taz, I think that offense gives them a shot each and every week to be able to win some football games. Uh, yeah, I agree. And that AFC South now, them, them being the Texans, sitting – in first place at four and two, and the Colts right behind them. And again, like I said, Colts coming off that bye week. Yeah, that's another reason why to me it makes that game very intriguing next week. So. Are you concerned about Kansas City? Um, I, I think they bounce back. I'm, so the answer Mahomes question, with the ankle injury, yeah, reaggravated yesterday in that Texans game. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not concerned. Defense, nothing to write home about. I know you're right. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I mean, I, I mean a little. I mean a little bit. Not. I think they're gonna. I think they. What do they play? Denver next. And they're on a road against Denver, and that's a that's Thursday night. I think. Yeah, it's this Thursday. Yep. They're playing Denver. Uh, I, you know, I don't think they're gonna lose back to back games. Do you? I mean, you think that? Well, they've two, lost two in a row now. Colts and Texans. So could they lose three in a row? No, I think they'll beat the Broncos. But uh, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily learn that much about uh, about that about that Denver team. Um, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say that I'm concerned about Kansas City. Um, I think, I think losing two straight games, uh, you know, especially at home, Taz, is a little bit alarming, especially when you're at home at Arrowhead Stadium and it's the Colts and the Texans coming to town. You're a healthy favorite over Indianapolis. I think you were, a, you know, double digit favorite over the Colts, and you lose that game outright. And Indianapolis was by far the better team that night. And then you're leading the game seventeen three at home with Mahomes at quarterback, and you lose the game thirty one twenty four. I guess the style and fashion which those games went down, two different ways you lost those games. One, you just got your ass beaten. Right. Uh, the Colts went in there and just basically said, we're going we're gonna to rear back, we're going to run it down your throat, we're going to beat up your offensive line, and you, there's nothing you can do about it. And Kansas City, I think, showed me a little bit of softness to them uh, in that Colt game that was a little alarmed by and then you look at the game yesterday. I thought, okay, when they were, and I like the Texans going into the game when they were leading seventeen three. I said, all right, well, not going to be the Texans' day. Right. And right. then watching that game and watching the Houston roll right back, I guess I was a little surprised with the way that it went down. I'm not alarmed, but I'm just surprised by the way they they played the last two weeks. And you're right, the, the Texans did roll right back to put up twenty in the second quarter. Um, definitely, uh, yeah. It's it's it's. I think I guess as far as the Chiefs is the the long answer for, to to answer your question. Yeah, I I, I don't want to say I'm worried about them. I just I don't know. I always feel like the Chiefs are just a foregone conclusion that they're like the new modern day Patriots, but they're not showing that lately. So <laughs> maybe not. I mean, last year was different, and and 
I, I don't know. I mean, they, I mean, Hill played good too, right? Didn't he? He had a couple of cu- touchdowns. Yeah, Hill came he, back. He, he had a couple touchdown a couple receptions. Kelsey correct. played pretty good. I mean, um, he had like 58 yards. I'm looking at it here. But running game, not much happened. Uh, Shady McCoy had 44 yards. I mean, they didn't have much of a running game going on there. And like you said, Mahomes with the ankle, so he can't really, you know, you know, run amok like he normally does if he's no, scrambling. No, he can't. You're right about that. And Hill is a game changer. He is. But I guess I was looking at their early part of their schedule, right? Beat the Jaguars. Foles gets hurt. Yeah. Then go on the o- and on the road, beat Oakland. Right? I know the Raiders, but Oakland was kind of finding yeah, themselves. Oakland, at that. Yeah, they never know what Oakland. That's the thing with them. Right. And then and then beat the Ravens. The Ravens, right. Whose defense is nothing to write home about. And that's when the Ravens were going for two. That was and a close game, though. Right. It was, it close was game. 33-28, yeah. right? Yeah. Didn't play that well. Detroit should never have lost that game in Detroit. Right. I mean, Detroit right. was turning the football they over left and right. Line. They were right. the much right. better team that day. But they end up winning that game 34-30. And then at back-to-back losses. So, I mean, you almost look at it and they they should be happy that they're 4-2. and two. They could easily be a 3-3 three and three football team. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. Um, we'll see. They got that now. They got a short week after coming off a loss. So, anybody who's nicked up, banged up like your quarterback, if you're the Chiefs, you know, you got because they're playing the Broncos, we said, right? Thursday. Broncos, so, Thursday. Yeah, that's a, that's a quick turnaround city right there. So, you know, and they're going on the road, I think, right? Yep, that's on in the road. Denver. Yeah, so, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them. Um, I mentioned the Falcons, Taz, and I was on Atlanta. I was dead wrong. Um, and Quinn's going to get fired. But that is, uh, you fall, you go into Arizona, and you have a you have a, a guy that is your field goal kicker, Matt Bryant, who's in his early 40s. I think Brian, I think he's like 43 years old, Matt Brian is. He's been mm. around football a long, long time. A former Giant, end up down in Atlanta. He's been down there a while. Well, they let these kickers, it feels like these guys 44. play forever. You don't even think about it. They just keep playing. I know, you're right. You know I mean? But how about this, Taz? Matt Bryant yesterday. So they're down the entire day, <clears throat> right? They actually rally to tie the game up <laughs> at 27. Right. Arizona then has scores a touchdown, make it 34-27. Falcons under two minutes to go. Matt Bryant hits uh, his running back, uh, Devontae Freeman, in the right flat. He walks into the end zone, right? About a minute 45, minute 46 to go in regulation. Say 34-33. Matt Bryant, who in his career is 57, uh, up until this point, 57 for 57 with extra points. And I know that it's kind of changed here with the line moving back. But 57 for 57 with extra points with either down by one, Late in the game, mm. and he shanks the one yesterday. You lose yeah. the game 34 33. Can't happen. <laughs> just I mean, can't guys, happen. You, you wanna, can't do, you I mean, do that. You got to be. And yeah, and that is, that's a tough way to lose. T- it really is. <laughs> that's and a then, tough way and, to lose. And if you watch this game, and it was not a lot of defense happening. I mean, both oh, quarterbacks. No, no, man. Ryan and, and the rookie, Colin Murray, both these guys had way over 340, 350 yards ish in that vicinity. Both guys had several touchdowns. It was just like it was like watching a whack conference game from like five years ago. It really it was, was six years ago, whatever it was. But it was crazy. I mean, it, and and you know what? Hey, look good for Kyler Murray. Now it comes back. What's that second win in a row now yeah, for the two, uh, three Cardinals? And one. Yeah, yeah, so that's good for him. So yeah, but you're right. If you're Bryant, Matt Bryant, you, you got to have that footwork, and you can't be kicking. The- can't miss that. You can't. Oh my God! You missed that extra point. Can't You're down one at that stage. It's thirty-four, thirty-three. You step on the field. You think that at worst, Taz, the Arizona Cardinals got to get themselves into field goal range. Yeah. Um, in order to win at the end of regulation, but maybe that game's going to overtime. He misses it. You generate one first down on a Murray scramble. A couple kneel downs later, the game's over. 
I didn't see that. Actually, maybe the snap was off. Maybe the hold. I didn't. Maybe you saw it. I didn't see. Maybe there was something funky the, with that. I, I didn't see if lace. You know, the whole thing laces out, laces right, out. Right. Uh, I think he just shanked it. Yeah. yeah. Nah, that stinks. Ripped off his helmet, and then you see the reaction from the I forget unnamed Falcon defensive player on the on the sideline. <laughs> and he's just like looking like completely flabbergasted <laughs> that that kick got missed. Oh, but man. Arizona, they find a way to win it. It's Taz and the Moose with you. We'll come back. The good Kirk Cousins showed up yesterday for the Vikings at home against the Eagles. We'll touch upon that and more. It's Taz and the Moose here on this Monday morning. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line of 855-212-4227 is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, Before we get to bogus here, Taz, I want to say congratulations. I saw the big news. Announcement over the weekend, Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, it's great news. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool, man. You're going to be AEW down in Philadelphia? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to do a little call some matches. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to go there on uh, Wednesday and call some matches on uh, AEW Dock. It's a new show they have. Everything's new they have. So what they have, I should say. So this is their show. AEW show on, it's their YouTube show, which actually is uh, like at 700... What was it? Seven hundred eighty thousand views. Seven eighty two. It looked like. So they're getting rate, uh, getting not ratings. That's that's downloads, as you know, on YouTube. So they're getting a number that some TV shows aren't getting. You know what I mean? So that's great. Yeah, it's really so, and that show's only had one episode. So so explain what AEW Dark is. Just okay, to, oh, I'll explain it. Explain good, it. Good, good point. So basically, what that means is they have matches that they tape before the TNT show that they have their live broadcast. So they what they do is they they put three matches that they don't air live, and they run it on their YouTube. They they post product it, okay, and then they run it on their YouTube channel, which has like a, uh, like over a half million followers or something, subscribers I should say. And then they they if you remember Tony Schiavone, do you remember Tony Schiavone? He I know the WCW. Yes. Yeah 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 yeah. He's, yes, that's yes. a great in studio type guy, and and he he does the wraparounds in a studio in Atlanta. And uh, and then they have the live matches live to tape, you know, at the um, at the arena. So those matches don't air <clears throat> on the the AEW Dynamite. That's the show on TNT, the live show. These will air on AEW Dark. So they're called Dark because the history of the industry, wrestling industry, matches that don't air on the show, they're called Dark matches, right? Because it's Dark to the TV audience. Now they're taking the word Dark. They promote. They're marketing it. It's very smart what they're doing. And they're not putting, like, they have a lot of young guys on the dock, on the AW dock, but they're also putting the big-time names that they have, the big-time main eventers on there. Well, that's great. Like, this past episode, they had Kenny Omega was on it. You know, so that's what he's one of their top guys, and there's an EVP there. So they're, they're, they really are putting a lot of effort into this. and It's a great, great... Uh, uh, I'm obviously I'm a fan of theirs. I mean, and I support them, and they obviously uh, like what I could potentially do. So I'm 
Gonna go call some wrestling matches. You know, it's awesome. That's great. I I saw that. uh, I saw the the original tweet from Cody, and then I saw you retweeting everything like that. And uh, that's awesome. It's great news. It's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, certainly, I mean, their popularity, uh, yes. you know, since their launch is getting bigger and bigger. People are loving what they're doing in the ring and um, in terms of, you know, the the wrestling and the content that they're providing as well. It's fantastic. I'm no, sure it'll be great. So, great. Yeah. Cool. Is that usual before, before TV, uh, you know, is that the usual case where when a television broadcast starts that usually an hour before there's two or three dark matches? Yeah. Every, but- every TV of every... Every, yeah, all the companies. WWE always did that. ECW, um, ECW did that too? Um, no, we didn't do that because we didn't have another platform, another show. Okay. So, but, um, no, you know, it's a good question. I was over expert. I don't think we ever did dark matches of any sort. We always just, well, well I shouldn't say that. There were matches that didn't make TV because they stunk. So that would happen. Where they would have two guys work and it just wasn't a good match. They wouldn't air it. Or there wasn't enough time budgeted. See, ECW back in the day had one hour a week. That was it. So, you know, Heyman and the producers, they had to fit everything in. Into we, one hour. Yeah, we had like five pounds of bologna in a two-pound bag. So you had to try to like, you know, he, some stuff didn't live. That's my I point. I got you. Um, but, you know, this is, it's a normal thing to tape matches, but not with the top guys. So they're doing, they're taping stuff, they're with, doing the stuff with the top guys. They're doing stuff with the top guys. And it's going to be you and Tony doing them? Uh, I don't know who my broadcast. I, I do know who my broadcast partner is. I can't say. I'm not. Okay. Allowed, I'm not allowed to say. All right. So, fair enough. But but I know when they tweeted it out um, over the weekend, it was great. I mean, the thing got. I think it it got. Uh, I'm looking at it right now over two hundred thirty four thousand views, and that's great. Like ten thousand favorites, and uh, you know, so not, not, it's everything they do. I'm saying everything they do gets a, to your point. People love what they're doing. Right oh, now, they do. So. They're into it. So a lot I'm of people are into it. it. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, great. That'll yeah. be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be a good time. And so, when is it going to be? Is it live on on their chat? No, um, I no. The matches are going to be. I, it's Tuesday. Okay, so uh, the broadcast that I'll be doing a color commentary on will happen not this Tuesday, the following Tuesday. So that's when it's going to happen. So, but okay. I, I, I'm you know I'm going to be there and I'll probably help out behind the scenes too with some young wrestlers and stuff like that. You know, um, there's a lot going on during the day, so. So it's next Tuesday that's happening. The show, the no, sh- the show's gonna it, the show's this week, but it's airing next Tuesday. Correct. Okay. It's airing. Gotcha. Their dark show. Sorry, sometimes I have a hard time. No, no, a lot of people. <laughs> and also, no, also because it's new. It's new. So they their slot, yeah. what they do with their YouTube thing is yeah. it drops seven p.m. Eastern every Tuesday. Gotcha. So that it's a one hour show, AW Dark. So the one I'll be broadcasting will be not this Tuesday. The following Tuesday. I got you. So the one that's going to be airing tomorrow night was done last week. Correct. Gotcha. They, they shot that in Boston. Gotcha. This one they're shooting in Philadelphia. Well, congratulations. So, yeah. Well, it's awesome. All right. I don't make a big deal out of it. No, but that's awesome. That's great news. And and it's good to get you involved. And you'll, I mean, obviously, as a, as a former wrestler and a world champion, you'll be a tremendous asset to AEW. Oh, no, no, I don't, I didn't, you got me signed, I signed a deal here. I'm not I, saying I just, that, I'm just but I'm saying I'm for just little, this, I mean, yeah. just to, to, to this. I oh, mean, it's, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I'm well, not, I think I'm we not, both help each other. I'm not other. putting the cart before the horse, no, all yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. is yeah. that this is great. This the is big fantastic. 72 hours. Yes. Well, I don't know. You think it's big, Andrew? Feels like it. Yeah. Why? If Moose says so. <laughs> I remember that one time Moose wrestled with a guy that you know in Patchogue. So, I mean. Patchogue. <laughs> it was actually Hicksville. It was actually Hicksville. Yeah. The great Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. Big Met fan. Kurt Hawkins is the man. Yeah, um, I yeah, no, I, I uh, Actually, one of the guys that Kurt trained is a big star in uh, in AEW. His name is MJF. 
who's doing really well, a kid from Long Island who's doing great, great stuff for uh, for he's a heel, bad guy Jones, and he is funny as hell. He man. trained with Kurt. He, that he broke or, in under his, that school that you did your oh, wrestling match really? in. That's where this kid trained. Well, MJF. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's very good. He's a very talented kid. Yeah. He's a Long Island kid, and um, yeah, his name is MJF. He's been around for a few years. Now, how does that work? I, I mean, I know it's all different, but does 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 Kurt like manage him? Or no, he... no, no. He just no. just just trainer. Just just his, trained him. He broke him into business. And that's, that's it. Gotcha. Yeah, and then and that's it. Yeah, that's how it works. He that's gets cool. paid. You know, Kurt School. They get paid to just like where I went to wrestling school years ago. You get you know you get paid to train guys. Teach yeah, guys. You, you, you go. Here's X amount of dollars and. They train you for whatever, you know, seven to nine, ten months. And, I gotcha. And you, you know, hopefully and you go you, on your merry They'll way. try to help you get booked with guys they know, you know, promoters. But, yeah, then you're kind of on your own, you know. Gotcha. That's how it is, yeah. There you go. What's up, Boogish? Oh, hey, guys. Uh, you might have noticed already this morning, but the Yankees didn't win. The Yankees didn't win. Here's Carlos Correa. And he hits one to deep right. Back goes Judge on the track at the wall. She's gone. Ball game over. Houston wins. John Sterling strong in defeat on well, WFAN. Well, at least he was on it. Fox yeah. was late. Did you see it? Coming back from break. They come back from break a little late, and they're talking about the strikeout to Sanchez. Right. The inning previous, as Correa swings the bat, and the ball is going over the fence. I mean, you know, Fox was late to it. Whoops. They get back late from commercial, <laughs> and then Buck is talking about the strikeout to Sanchez, and Correa's hitting the walk-off home run. I've learned lately, Fox makes a lot of mistakes in a lot of different areas of sports. I'm just letting you know that right now, being honest. <laughs> Last night was not a good one. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So the Astros level. I, I know you The ALCS <laughs> with a 3-2 victory. In 11 in Game 2. Two years ago in the ALCS, Correa ended Game 2 with the with an RBI double bottom nine. Last night's winner came off Jay Happ, the LCS record-tying ninth pitcher the Yanks used. It began when Aaron Boone pulled James Paxton with one out in the third, down one nothing. The bottom line is, you know, we end up, you know, giving up a third run in the 11th inning. And, you know, I'd say from a run prevention standpoint, it went pretty well. Boone's bullpen got 23 outs, allowing just a run before Correa's winner. Game three of this series is tomorrow afternoon in the Bronx. An update expected later today on Giancarlo Stanton, who didn't play last night after pulling his quad in game one. The NLCS resumes this evening. The Nationals back at home, leading the Cardinals two games to none. Steven Strasburg and Jack Flaherty on the mound at 7.38 Eastern. The Pittsburgh Steelers went to L.A. last night, beat the Chargers with Devlin Hodges under center. The undrafted rookie QB got plenty of help. Steelers show blitz. Rivers is going to throw this. Oh, oh that's, that, a that's a lateral pass. And it's dropped. And the Steelers lateral. pick it up. And they got it to the 10. 5. And it's Devin touchdown into the end touchdown. zone for a defensive touchdown. As heard on Steelers radio, certainly sounded like Pittsburgh, but that game was in L.A. Devin Bush also had a pick. His team with three takeaways. Good job by the Owls. Lay it out. Yeah, I don't know who that is anymore. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, James Conner scored twice before an early exit with a pulled calf. The Steelers allowed 17 fourth-quarter points, but they won 24-17. Three-game losing streaks for the Cowboys and the Rams. Dallas falling short at the winless Jets, 24-22, missing on a two-point conversion with 43 seconds left. L.A. took a 27-home loss from the Niners. They are now 5-0. and The Texans gave the Chiefs 
their second home loss in a row, 31-24. And Washington finally won Moose, 17-16 in Miami. All right. The Dolphins did bench Josh Rosen after three. Ryan Fitzpatrick came in. A late two-point conversion failed. They would have had a comeback win. Rosen, though, will remain the starter down in Miami. They did it. Lakers forward Anthony Davis gets an MRI today on the right thumb injury he suffered last week in China. The initial thought is no ligament damage on the court last night. Zion Williamson, 22 points, 10 boards. So the, Because I saw an, or, uh, an early report they were fearful was similar to the Breeze injury. That's not no longer uh, the That case. was then, uh, what's his name from <laughs> The Athletic? Shams. I still don't know how to say his last Shams name correctly. Shams Phenomenium. That's not it. Uh, The tweet yesterday or late Saturday night was that they didn't think there was ligament damage. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that it was just a sprain. I gotcha. Uh, Zion, 22-10 last night. The Pelicans, a 123-114 preseason win at the Spurs. And now back to you. All right. Uh, Thank you, Andrew. Thanks. Uh, Yes, we'll see exactly when he has that uh, thumb looked at AED for the Los Angeles Lakers. How about Kirk Cousins yesterday, Taz, for the Minnesota Vikings? Um an Eagle defense that really struggled in coverage all afternoon long. Stefan Diggs, I don't think, is asking for a trade any longer. And I felt good for Kirk Cousins because of what his former teammate down in Washington had to say. Zach Brown, the linebacker, who's now a member of the Philadelphia Eagles, basically saying, you know, when you think about – I'm paraphrasing here, but, you know, that Kirk Cousins is what's wrong with that Minnesota Viking offense. And then Cousins yesterday goes out and lights up the Eagles defensively. Thielen uh, – Diggs, I mean, uh, had himself an afternoon, one yeah. big play after another. And then after the game, Zach Brown was asked about it. He said he'd rather just talk about the game, doesn't want to talk about Kirk Cousins. Listen, if you're going to make those comments right. about Cousins before the game, yep. and you're going to make that, and you're going to rip them because it's the low-hanging fruit <clears> and everybody's <throat> ripping Kirk Cousins, Taz, then after the game, you, you got to get, you can't basically say, put your head between your legs and or your tail between your legs and say, I'm not talking about Kirk Cousins. You can't be doing that. No, you're right. You're absolutely right because your 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 uh, your street cred goes out the window. Okay, it just literally goes out the window. I mean, I, I I personally I don't like when you know players and you see it all the time when they bury their former players. You know, and I see it happen a lot in wrestling when you stop working in a company with someone and they go and do what well, used to be they go and do some YouTube show and get you know. A few hundred, uh, fifteen hundred bucks to go and bury everybody that they worked with, you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, and that happens all the time, like in wrestling. But I think the YouTube thing's kind of dying out. But my point is, I hate that. I hate when I see it in the NFL or the NBA. I, I don't know your stance on it, but I mean, like, you know, take the high road, you know, and you didn't say nothing. You didn't, you didn't, you know, you didn't say nothing and, and, and spit no smoke when you were teammates with cousins. You know what I mean? Like publicly, when you guys are sharing a locker room. Why, not that I'm saying he's sweating, uh, cousins, but my point is. Not just this situation, but I, I I hate that when guys bury former teammates. I hate. The, does it bother you? Oh uh, yeah, I don't like it. It's, uh, I, I don't it's like the it. Bad look. I, mean, I think just, if you've got an issue, you should say it at the time. You'll never say it at the time because he's then your starting quarterback down in Washington, and and you're obviously you know you have a job yeah, down there in D.C. Yeah. and you're not looking to hinder or hurt that job down in Washington and playing for the Redskins. I agree with you. I think it's lame. Uh, you know, I plus I also you know. Put the ex-teammate aside, Taz. I I think, you know, it became so cool. Like, everybody and their mother. I mean, you go down to CVS or, 
you right. know, uh, the local, you know, uh, grocery store, whatever. Everybody's ripping Kirk Cousins. You know, right. you're getting gas, you know, and, and whatever. The guy across the way is like, ah, Cousins stinks. I mean, everybody's ripping Kirk Cousins. So well, 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 hold on. It's like the same thing we talked about last week with Richard Sherman. It was the same with, with Mayfield, right? No doubt. Everybody's yeah. ripping Mayfield, so he didn't. He got busted. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden, yeah. and then Richard Sherman's like, well, he didn't give me, it was a petty handshake. Right. So now we're grading out the handshakes. <laughs> it wasn't a masculine handshake yeah, enough. He didn't look me in, you know, he didn't look me in the eyes yeah. and basically say how great of a player I was. I think he apologized now, right? Didn't yeah, he, apologize? he did apologize. Yeah, yeah. Well, where else could he turn? I, I mean, know. he's got he's no got, other place. So he wants yeah, it, you know, I mean, it's, no, right. it's almost like someone that got their head caught in the cookie jar. Busted. What else are you going to do? There's he's nowhere busted. else to go. Yeah. No, you're right. He got yeah. absolutely busted, but you're right. It's a fair comparison. Everyone loves to hate on Mayfield because he comes across as, you know, kind of an arrogant young quarterback. Yeah. And then Cousins comes across as an easy guy to pick on because sure. he's terrible against good teams. Yeah. So, but yesterday, he had a lot of fun lighting up that Eagles team. I mean, Diggs yeah. had three touchdown catches. He throws for 30, 333 and four scores and a touchdown as well. Yeah. Um, Taz, as they still ran it 35 times for 122 yards, but. You know, they made those offensive weapons a lot happier as Diggs and Thielen and, and the rest of them all got their touches over the course of the game. Absolutely. And Cousins, I mean, he was efficient. I mean, 22 or 29, like you said, 333. I mean, very impressive and great job by Cousins. I mean, so it's a, it's a big win at home. Uh, now, now the Vikes are, what, 4-2? and two? So they're looking pretty good. It's a big win. Robbie, uh, Robbie the Viking, you know, Robbie, uh, Robbie yes. Rosenhaus, former famous man here on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, he's still uh, famous. Kind of. And he, uh, I get this, you'll appreciate this, Moose. I get this random tweet. I, I, you know, it's not. Oh, a tweet, not a text. I'm sorry, a text. I meant, oh. I meant to say text. Um, I get this random text that just says, proud of my team today. This is at 518 p.m. Eastern. Oh, nice. I, I don't even, what do I, what do I say here? I don't know. Pete, nothing. Give him an emoji. Nothing, right, Pete? Nothing. I said, I did what Pete said. I said, no, I didn't reply to that. Yeah, go dark. I didn't. I don't know what to say. I, it's not like him and I were in the discussion about the Eagles and the freaking Vikings prior to the game or during halftime. Proud I'm of my team. By you. But he wants Just to know that you were thinking texting. about him. Thank at you. one point on a Sunday afternoon. You're exactly right. But, well, that's but, it. Um, that's why I went. That's why I stopped responding. Wow. But. Because after the horse racing t- t- uh, text I used to get from him, yeah. uh, well, I just the I gloating of the money is tough. That's gloating. well, yes, yeah, yeah. that that's right. when I just had enough. I mean, it's one thing about the Vikings, and I'd be like, "Great job, Robbie." Yeah, and, and then move on. But you, you, he, however little time it was, Taz, he he was able to uh, get into your mindset, even if it was just for a minute. <laughs> he knows he was in your mind for at least a minute on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon in October. You're right. But I'll tell and you, Robbie what, I, did his job. I'll tell you this though; it's fun. You're right. But as far as Sunday <laughs> afternoons, okay, there was a Sunday afternoon in late September when the Vikings lost 16 to six over the Bears. I didn't get a text like oh, that from Robbie. No, no, it's a front runner. <laughs> I didn't get no text. I got nothing. You think I get a text when he when he plays a hundred dollar pick six and he gets eliminated on the first leg? Huh? There oh, there's is. no text. But when this news came out about me, A.W. Doc Jones, and all that, Robbie's going to be there. Oh, no doubt. This guy basically goes to everything. I'm sure he'll be there when you're in Philadelphia. That's what week. I'm saying. He said he's going to be in Philadelphia. I'm sure he will. How, how does he get – he goes everywhere. Uh, he works the room. Every, every, Pulls out of shifts. You know, that's um, how you do it. All right. He don't work here anymore, bro. Oh, he still thinks he works here. He goes to Minnesota Vol- Vi- uh, Gopher games. He goes to 
Then I was dealing with that because you know I I've always pulled from Nebraska a little bit. And I, had to I think Robbie hit the lotto. You just think he's got bank? Oh, I mean, he just he's Robbie's got the life. Either that or his, one of his parents maybe is a travel agent. I don't know. Even if they're a travel, it costs money. I mean, you know, it's not like you know Robbie's Robbie's got a nice bankroll. Yeah. He must be really hitting it with the ponies. I should ask him for a, give me your picks for the weekend because I mean he's basically had Viking home games. I mean, he's fired up about the Golden Gophers. I'm sure he'll be yeah. down at Piscataway this Saturday when oh, the nope. Scarlet Knights are entertaining oh. Minnesota. No, it's see, homecoming well, for Rutgers. That, now, that's a homecoming game for the Scarlet Knights. Yeah. You're going to be there. Robbie's going to be there. You guys are buddies. you got to hook up. Go get a hot dog with him or something at the uh, concession stand. Yeah, I'll go meet up with him. Uh, if he's there, I'm sure he'll be there. He'll find you. I promise you. And All he'll. Right. He'll get he'll he'll walk through, dude. Wherever you're doing, he'll have credentials. He will get through with credentials. Oh, I know. I'll be sitting up in the press box. Yeah, and I'll be turn right, the corner. He'll, be, yep. he'll tap me on the shoulder. Be like, "What's up?" And he'll be dressed up as the Minnesota Golden Gopher, <laughs> and clad in an athletic golden burgundy. Yes, he'll be basically <laughs> dressed up like like he would oh like Minnesota through and through. There's no doubt about it. I'll be like, "Hey, what's up, Robbie?" And then he'll sidle on down, and we'll have a then we'll break down Rutgers football for the next two hours. He'll wear like an old Viking. Like an old Chuck Foreman jersey. You remember him, right? And yeah. Like an old Chuck Foreman jersey. 44. I think it was 44 Chuck Foreman. I think he was, yeah. Or like an Alan Page. I'm showing my age here. Yeah, old Vikings. He's, he's, you know he's got Carl Eller. You know Carl what that would be? Wow, that's you know what, Yeah, that's yeah, another You know what would be comparable for me if Robbie comes to the, the Minnesota Rutgers game? I took a – doing overnights at the fan. My wife was like, start taking the train. Start taking the train, right? Don't drive. Take the train. Take the train. Take the train. You can be home quick. You can relax. You won't have trouble falling asleep at the wheel. So I took the train on one occasion. The train broke down. Oh, my God. I was stuck on the train literally between two stops away from my stop for two and a half hours. Oh, my God. What compounded the problem was I was next to a guy that recognized my work from SNY and was a huge Mets fan. Oh, my God. And we broke down the Met farm system (laughs) for two and a half hours. Oh, no. (laughs) I got off the train that, that morning. Oh I called my wife. I said, I don't care what. And the guy was a nice guy. I will never take the train again. How long was your shift on the fan that you just got off the air? Uh, four hours, two to six. Four hours talking. Two to 540 or two to six. Talking New York sports. Right. And you get on the train and you're breaking down. I get on the train, sports. right. That's Stuck true. on the train for That's what funny. should have been a 55-minute ride. <laughs> Took me well over three hours. Oh, my God. I, I walked in, the, and I was like, oh, at least I'll get to sleep. Some guy was, Mark no. Lucis, what's going on? What do you think about the And proceeded, we started breaking down the entire Met Farm system oh my God. for two-plus hours. <laughs> As the train sitting stalled As the out. train's sitting there, I'm like, when are we going? Please, let's get moving here. You could have said you were someone else. <laughs> I, dude, there was no, I had nowhere to turn. Oh, and I was trying to end the conversation, and they'd be like, what do you think about you know yeah. such and such? I'm like, you know yeah. what? Yeah. You're good things. I've had that on planes, man. It's and you're trapped. Next you got to nowhere to go. Fans, you're trapped. You got nowhere to go. And that's when I just got to be a little rude. Say, I got to take a nap. I'm tired. <laughs> I just close my eyes and I put my hat over my face. You got to be a little rude. Um, you know, it's hard. <laughs> you know, I know what you mean, though. I do know what you mean. I was fearful as I'd fall asleep. He'd rob you. No, what? no. <laughs> I'd fall asleep and I basically I'd be up in Connecticut. Well, I, that could happen on a train. I know. So on a plane, that can't happen. Right. On the plane, they'll wake you up. <laughs> you on a, land, you know. Right. On a train, you yeah. know, I've known guys that have fallen asleep on a subway, and all of a sudden, they're in Coney Island. Yeah. 
<laughs> guys, kid, walk it out. Guys, it's the Bell Park. Yeah, he's going? like, where am I? The hell I was like, trying to go Coney to Norwich. Island. Right. Yeah. Luckily, they didn't get robbed. That was the worst thing. It'd be like, yeah. then all of a sudden, I was stuck on the train, and then I got another hour coming back and walk yeah. in the house at basically 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, conductors aren't walking around wake, sir, I think this is your stop. That don't happen. <laughs> For those people that live like in the Midwest or no. California, no. that don't happen here no. in New York. No. They don't wake you up. They let you sleep. Even if you're dead, they leave you there. So <laughs> the rigor mortis sets. In. Happy Monday. Uh, unless you're throwing up on yourself, then they'll kick you. Yeah, and they'll yell and, at you. Yeah, exactly. This friggin' bum out of here. I wouldn't say kick you like that, but tap you. Oh, look, look, yeah, that's love true. tap. Yeah. Uh, it's Daz and the Moose here on this Monday morning, CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your boy Oscar De La Hoya, and you're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Sunday, the NFL on CBS is at Lambeau Field with the Packers hosting the Raiders, plus a key AFC South, uh, AFC South clash between the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. It all begins with JB and the guys getting you ready for all the action on the NFL today, a noon Eastern, 9 Pacific only on CBS, an interesting college football Saturday highlighted by really the stunner of stunners as third-ranked Georgia, who's complaining about their hedges uh, being ruined by South Carolina and the winning Gamecocks. Uh, but South Carolina goes into Georgia and beats the Bulldogs 20-17 to um, in double overtime and knocks uh, Georgia from the ranks of the undefeated. Now that Georgia could still, they can't afford a second loss, Taz, but you know, they'll have to win that SEC championship game. They're still in play in terms of being part of those national semifinals and playing for a national championship. But uh, you talk about a kind of a, I would say, a program establishing <laughs> victory for Will Muschamp and for South Carolina to win that game on the road in Georgia. That's a hell of a victory for South Carolina. Big dude. That's a big – I mean, I'll tell you what. Uh, that, I mean, you know, we see – Shocking wins, underdogs, all this stuff. You know, uh, this was big. This was a big deal. I mean, you got Georgia came in like ranked three in the country at the time. You know, it's just like Jake Fromm, who actually played pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, 295 yards, but efficient was okay. He was 28 of 51 with one TD, but he had three interceptions. He played okay. Uh, running game was there. Swift had over 100 yards running the ball. White, you know, had like 40 yards and change. But this this South Carolina team was, you know, that second quarter they they you know they they put up ten, okay, and they were just moving and rolling. But this this is a big this is a little problem here for uh, a big problem for Georgia that they lost this game because how how tight these things are for the top three teams in the country as we all know. Yeah, and and Georgia just Taz watching that game, I was like, did Georgia realize they had a game at noon on on Saturday afternoon? They just looked out of sync. I mean, flat. they turned yeah. they turned the football over four times, right? They had a block kick. Um, they just they you're right. I mean, flat's the word. That's exactly the way they looked. They looked like they looked flat as a doornail. They mm. they and and I was surprised by that. I thought Kirby Smore and that team would handle South Carolina pretty decidedly. I even thought that you know even when South Carolina was giving them a game, I thought all right, second half Georgia. Will take control of the game, and they just never did. No, no, and and Georgia dominated in regards to like uh, like first downs. They 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 were. I'm looking at it right now. I just grabbed the 30 first downs where uh, Gamecocks hit 16. That's a big difference. It and is. You still lose the game 
Like Still lose the game. Total yards, you had 459 yards, and the Gamecocks had 297 total yards. I mean, like, you know, you got to win that game. You're home. And as far as the hedges, that's a big deal. Those hedges between yeah. the hedges, that's a big deal for Georgia. That, that you know, that that's a, you know, you can't you can't mess with those hedges, man. Those things have been there a long time, and that's a big, you know, that's part of their tradition and their culture. Oh, no question about it. You're right about that. And uh, we'll see how Georgia bounces back here moving forward. LSU, they had their way with Florida. I mean, that was a pretty entertaining game on Saturday night, Taz. Yeah, I caught uh, some of that game. Um, I, you know, it was a fun game. I thought it was one of the games that kind of lived up to the billing. I thought Oklahoma-Texas was also an enjoyable game. and yeah. enjoyable watch. Uh, Red River Jones. Uh, Red yeah. River rivalry yeah. early in the day on Saturday. Yep. Uh, I thought those two games were with the high expectations going in, LSU wins the game by 14, and Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts continues to stamp himself as the Heisman Trophy favorite. They win that game by a touchdown over Texas. Yeah, no, no. But that LSU game was a lot of fun to watch with Florida for sure. I mean, it was it was a game, and, and you know, LSU won 42-28. to But, I mean, for, jeez, I would say, I don't know, just the, definitely the first half it was tied up. It was a lot. It was just a battle. And then, then you started seeing LSU draw away. But, yeah, very impressive uh, victory by LSU at home in Baton Rouge. But a uh, good game. Yeah, and I never watching. Did you? I mean, I know we, we're up against it here. I never got a sense Texas was going to beat Oklahoma. Oh, the Oklahoma-Texas game? I thought Oklahoma uh, was but yeah. the better football team. Yeah, no, I'm with you. They I, win the game. I just never got a sense that Texas was going to kind of find a way to win that football game watching it. Yeah, for a while it felt it. I mean, it was, it was you know, it was. They I'm not saying they were non-competitive. Yeah. I just thought I Oklahoma like Texas was the too, better team. I, they are, no, no argument. No argument. No, Hurts, Hurts was great. Hurts was great. And your guy, and JR was on the sideline snapping JR's photos. always there. He's always there. He's the Tweet man. Tweet out pictures. JR's the man. There you go. That, we, we, now I'll see him. I'll see JR at the A.W. Jones. Uh, we got the three coming your way next. It's Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.